Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo today. I just wanted to do a quick episode and basically put a cap on the Andrew Wiggins D'Angelo Russell trade, which over the weekend I realized is finally completed. With the drafting of Jonathan Kaminga, we know who that Minnesota Timberwolves pick ended up being. Now, I want to talk about this because it's been something that we've all lived with as Warriors fans for such a long time, especially this uh, this past season, knowing that the Timberwolves would be bad and watching where they would land in the standings. And ultimately, they kind of screwed us by playing better and not giving us a top four or five pick, right? We end up with seven, of course, and the basketball gods, they just smiled down on us and gave us Jonathan Kaminga. Thank you. But it's fascinating, right? Because there were other pieces here and there, but this trade goes back to the Kevin Durant uh, signing, free agent signing in Brooklyn. After that writing was on the wall, the Warriors worked out a sign and trade with the Nets for D'Angelo Russell. And we got Russell. We had to give up some picks. We had to jettison Iguodala to Memphis and give up a first round pick to them in the future. And then we had D'Angelo Russell. And then we traded him to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins and this pick with top three protection. It's crazy, right? Like, yeah, there were, I mean, there were other pieces like Amari Spellman and Jacob Evans went with D'Angelo Russell, but then they ended up in the G League and getting cut or released or something like that. But it's always been a debate, like who won this trade, right? And Warriors fans are adamant that like, we won the trade, right? Like Andrew Wiggins is a two-way player. We rehabbed his career, et cetera, et cetera. The Timberwolves fans are like, we won this trade because D'Angelo Russell is exactly what we need. And he helped us keep Carl Anthony Towns happy. And he's Carl Anthony Towns' friend. And he's going to keep him in Minnesota for good. And they're going to be a great one-two punch. And we needed a point guard, a star point guard who could score and get shots off, get his own shot, all this stuff. I mean, we could look at it this way, right? When it comes to Wiggins and Russell, each team had no use for the guy that they had. Wiggins had run his course in Minnesota and it was time for him to go. He was signed to a max deal and he just wasn't built to be the fiery leader of a playoff team. I mean, we see that now as Warriors fans. And the reason why he fits with us though, is because we don't need him to do that. He can just be who he is, right? He can just be the third, maybe fourth option eventually. And the contract, luckily, the front office, management, ownership, they are happy to, well, maybe not happy, but they are willing to pay that, to eat the taxes, all that stuff. But for the Warriors, D'Angelo Russell was a god-awful fit, you know, ball-dominant, didn't play defense, wasn't really a great point guard, but he has like this kind of, you know, like slow-paced game, which really isn't that exciting and kind of lulls the defense and his teammates to sleep. He's not even really an all-star, you know? I mean, he was an all-star replacement in the weaker Eastern Conference. So I don't think you'll ever see him play in an all-star game again, you know? And 
Wolves fans can say, hey, you'll never see Andrew Wiggins in an all-star game at all. But for what the Warriors need, Wiggins is perfect. And for what the Wolves need, I mean, we don't know yet because D'Angelo Russell was out for so much of last season. And I'm actually curious to see what happens because when he was out, Anthony Edwards really, really showed out. He showed how good of a player he is. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see the dynamics between Edwards, Russell, Carlton Towns, who gets the shots, how they play. Because, I mean, I didn't watch them too much at the end of the season, but it's pretty clear that Edwards needs and deserves his touches. So that'll come at the expense of probably D'Angelo Russell a little bit. But the whole point of this exercise of seeing, you know, which team got the better deal between Russell and Wiggins, it's almost moot because the Warriors got Jonathan Kaminga, who for most of the season was a top five prospect. He slipped because, you know, some guys stepped up. Scotty Barnes jumped over him. Uh, OKC surprised people and took Josh Giddy, but number seven, I mean, it's a drop, but it's not a huge drop from number five. And that's why the Warriors <laughs> won this trade. For all those people who are kind of upset that the Warriors took like an 18-year-old, they should chill out. You know what I mean? Largely because the kid, I mean, he played in the G League, but he reclassified. So I don't know if people realize that he's not the same age as like Jalen Suggs, Cade Cunningham. He would have been a senior in high school this past season. Okay. Not a freshman in college, still a senior in high school. The dude won't turn 19 until October of this year. And if you want to know how young that is, James Wiseman is about a year and seven months older than Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, for those of you who don't want young dudes on the team, oh, come on now. Have you seen this kid play? Yes, he's raw. People are talking about how he loses focus on defense, how his shot selection is poor, how his jump shot is inconsistent. He's 18 years old. Again, would have been a senior in high school. So point me to somebody who is fully formed at that point. He's not 19, he's not 20. He hasn't spent two years in college. So you put him on the Warriors. And again, if you've seen him play, he has the tools The Warriors went out and hired a whole bunch of development coaches who just are really, really good at that. Give the kid a chance. I mean, hey, if we're lucky, maybe he gives something to the team in the second half of the season. You know, maybe he can play some spot minutes here and there. But trust me, you guys won't regret this pick. I mean, it's uh, unless for somehow some reason it all just falls apart and things can happen, you know. There's a lot of like variables involved. Just as I say, like he can be taught how to play well. He could also just not respond to it. So yeah, but I was listening to a Minnesota Timberwolves podcast because I was kind of curious to see what other people thought of this, uh, of of the Warriors drafting Kaminga. And this dude was talking about how, I mean, he compared Kaminga to Anthony Edwards. And that's a comp that, I hadn't thought of, and it's not exactly like the most precise comp. Edwards is more of a true two guard who can play small forward, whereas 
Jonathan Kaminga is more of a three that can move up four and maybe five in the future as a small ball center. Who knows, depending on how tall he gets. But in terms of like their rawness and their power and their abilities, I could totally see that. People didn't know what Anthony Edwards was going to be coming into the league. I mean, yes, he just had one season that showed some really, really great promise. But if he continues in a linear trajectory, he's going to be a very, very good player. With Anthony Edwards, it was like, oh, he has like these physical tools, but he's never won. You know, his Georgia team was not good at all. And did he really have the fortitude and the focus to strive to be a great player? You look at Jonathan Kaminga and you see some of the same things, right? Like you see, oh, he didn't play well. He played 13 games in the G League. And I get it. That's not a ton of games, not as many reps as some of the college guys. But what he needs is a consistent environment. Because he skipped around in high school, too. He went to like three different high schools. He's a consistent environment where he can get taught the game. And this is a dude that the Warriors don't have. They haven't had like this physical specimen on the wing in a long time. Yes, obviously, Andrew Wiggins gets touted for being crazy athletic. But as I said throughout the season, you don't really see it. I don't know if that's because he just doesn't want to do it or if he's learned that it helps stave off injuries if you don't like go too hard to the basket maybe he paces himself i don't know but he doesn't really show it as much kaminga that dude plays with so much force puts so much pressure on the rim that the warriors are gonna need that and benefit from that in the next i would say he could probably contribute something in by year two i'm not saying he's gonna be playing 25 minutes a game taking over Wiggins' small forward spot, but he won't be Alan Smilagage out there. Anyway, that's enough of that. I mean, if if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that I'm a big Jonathan Kaminga fan, have been for a while. And so seeing all like this uproar about how picking him is a waste of Steph's prime, it's disrespecting Steph, all this other stuff. I mean, I just think that's ridiculous, you know? I think that for folks who wanted to trade, there was no trade to be made. There wasn't. The one guy is Bradley Beal. I personally, I'll say this again, like I don't really want to give up the house for Bradley Beal. I don't want to give up Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, Wiggins for Bradley Beal. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that during the course of the first part of the season, those guys, especially the the young guys, they show enough for the Warriors not to move them. Then again, they might show enough for Washington to want them, but you know, two sides of the same coin. That being said, the people who wanted a trade, obviously, hopefully they understand that trading for someone like Ben Simmons would have been a bad idea, that Dame Lillard wasn't available, doesn't really want to come to the Bay and play for the Warriors, and is actually a bad fit. And Bradley Beal, he's happy, apparently for now, in Washington. So make a trade, make a trade, trade for what dude <laughs> i don't know and i'm not of the mindset to just toss around calling people i don't know casuals and all this other stuff maybe i've gotten more patient as i've gotten older but you know it's really weird because like sometimes i wonder though what do some of these fans want and again like if you go on twitter or whatever like twitter for anything is just a cesspool it's just terrible 
there's a lot of just like BS out there. But I just don't get the people that want to mortgage the future. Like you're wasting Steph's prime. No, you're not. You know, like you don't just give away everything. You don't gamble all that. You don't. I don't think so. If the deal is there and it makes sense, then sure. I'm not tied to all these guys. But if you want to be smart and not just like knee jerk about things, like what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to have this team with Bradley Beal, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson working his way back from two terrible injuries, Draymond Green, Kavon Looney, and JTA, Jordan Poole, maybe, unless you have to throw him into a trade. And then you're just top heavy again. You're top heavy again like you were in 2019 when a couple injuries just cost it all. And the big difference is that Clay is not the same Clay for now. We don't know that yet. Everybody's older, that's for sure. Clay may be 80% of himself, 90%, 100%, 70%. You don't know. And then Bradley Beal is no Kevin Durant. Excellent player, but like he's no KD. So it's different. It's different. Anyway, just want to touch on free agency really quick. So I waited to record this until a few hours, the first few hours of free agency had gone by just to see if something interesting would happen. And it looks like everybody is going elsewhere. Nicholas Batum stayed with the Clippers for two years. Kent Bazemore, he had said he wanted a long-term deal and it seemed like he wasn't going to come back to the Warriors. The Warriors offered him two years, but instead he took a one-year deal and went to the Lakers. Well within his rights, who knows what his reasons are. I mean, it may be because he thinks there's a better shot to to win in Los Angeles. And that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Maybe he wants to live in LA. Who knows? I don't know what his aspirations are. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because he could have been useful, but it is what it is. I'm pretty sure that Warriors Twitter is going to be mad about today's developments, but we shall see. I mean, I still hold out hope that, you know, a Patty Mills would sign, that maybe Andre Godala would come back. I don't necessarily know who else wants 38-year-old Andre Godala at a higher price point. Maybe there's someone I'm not thinking about, but, you know, I feel like he would have more, way more value to the Warriors than he would to like another team because he knows the system. He fits the system. He is friends with everybody. He could potentially like, you know, help the young dudes along, you know? I mean, he's a wing. He played shooting guard early in his career. And then he became a small forward. Moses Moody, shooting guard. Jonathan Kaminga, small forward. Both wings. Good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to make any judgments just yet. You know, there's still some decent players out there. I mean, it was weird, right? Because there were no really, really big names. I mean, I guess the biggest name was Kyle Lowry, but you know, that's pretty minor. There were no Kawhis, no KDs, no LeBrons out there. And it was interesting because the Warriors are in that position where they're just trying to find some like, you know, vets who are willing to take less, you know, to compete for a, a title. And so you're just kind of looking at these lists of these lesser players, but you're like, oh, you really, really, really want like this dude, you know what I mean? I really want Patty Mills, you know? Oh, Kelly Olenek, man. 
he would have put us over the top. <laughs> um, but we'll see. There's still there's there's still time, and this is where the Warriors brass has to earn its money. They made ultimately, when you really think about it, like the best choice was the easy choice in the draft, taking best players available. And obviously, that's Kaminga at seven and Moses Moody at 14. But this is the hard part, you know, working with the salary restraints to try to find somebody that is willing to come here to the Warriors and make it work and be that veteran dude. So we'll see. Who knows? By the time this comes out, maybe they've signed three people or something. I don't know. Who knows if they can afford to sign three people? Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. Go Dubs. <laughs>